broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. Okay, everybody, it is Friday night here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, the WrestleView International Nest, the live show. We are back after last week's retransmission. Myself, Daryl O'Connor, and my co-host, Mr. Gary Herden. How are things, Gary? Not bad, Daryl. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Welcome back to the show. You've been sorely missed. Thanking you. Good to be back. Um, and boy, you picked a, a really weird time to vacate, as it were, uh, take a little bit of a Erasmus, because... TNA <laughs> went into Uber meltdown when you were away. It was crazy. And it, it, got, it keeps getting worse um, as far as it goes. We're not going to spend too much time because we have other things to talk about. But um, August 1st saw the debut of a man which we all hoped would never come back to TNA. <laughs> uh, Tito Ortiz, for anybody that doesn't know, TNA did this big, huge thing for two days where they uh, said there was going to be this epic change to TNA where there's going to be an unstoppable force. And now we have a second MMA star, I guess. Is he a star? He was a star. Star with <laughs> inverted commas wrapped around the S and the R. <laughs> yes, I think so. Uh, he is now being uh, featured prominently in TNA as is Rampage Jackson. So what what do you think about this move by TNA? And bear in mind, this is after the savage cuts towards TNA. Yeah, uh, yeah, savage cuts. Um, and, you know, people who had huge upside getting cut uh, all to kind of, I don't know, fund this kind of crossover with uh, Bellator, isn't it? Is that the name of yeah, the Yeah, it's, it's Bellator, basically. Uh, what they're doing is apparently the big Bellator show yeah. is going to be on around the same time as Bound for Glory. Okay, so, I mean, there's your tie-in mm. with uh, Rampage v. Tito. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it just smacks of kind of look at us, look at us, trying to get any type of cross-promotion going with absolutely anyone. Like, Rampage isn't the fighter he was X amount of years ago. Neither is Tito. Now, Tito hasn't been on form in... What, a decade, five, five ten a years. Decade. Yeah, okay, decade. Pro- a decade's I, I, probably. You know, if any, if we can be accused of anything on this show, it's that we try to go too safe, yeah, too conservative. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes <laughs> when it when it uh, called for it. But um, yeah, I'd have to agree about ten years. Yeah, but I mean, I was never. I hate Tito Ortiz. Yeah, he, um, he's always been. I don't know if, if we can use this phrase on air, but I'm going to use it anyway. A douche. Yeah, I think that's safe enough. Yeah, that, that, that's safe. He just hasn't been. He's not a very nice guy. No, and you know, not a real. I, I'm not saying I'd like to get into a ring with him to fight. No, <laughs> but, no, I wouldn't. Uh, no, but I mean, <laughs> no, there's no. people of infinite more talent than a. Uh, 
he's had even in his prime mm. he seems to be one of those guys who's always good at self-promotion yeah and and i mean rampage as well to a certain degree you know here was a guy who would have rather make a film than take a fight and then yet is still able to come back and talk himself into the into a main event title fight well that's the thing you know he uh they know how to promote themselves very, very well. Yeah, and uh, you have to ha- you have to hand it to them. You know, some guy's going to come and give you a big check. What are you going to say? Oh, of course they're going to take yeah. it. You know, we can't blame those guys. But I think it's funny. In the same week, Mickey James uh, has come out and said that TNA is more about wrestling. <laughs> what, what is it really? No, I don't think so. It, apparently, it's all about cross promotion with a second run. Uh, MMA mi- show mi- Mixed martial arts show Yeah You know don't get me wrong Like MMA is grand and all And there's nothing wrong With cross promotion The WWE have done this But that was with UFC <laughs> When he brought in Brock And when he did bring in uh, Rampage When he was relevant Yeah yeah of course Well I mean That was more A team tie in And it was like well This guy kind of did something A couple of years ago And he was pretty good at it yeah. But now not so much Yeah yeah Um yeah, it 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 smacks a bush league, really, really does. Yeah, it, one thing about TNA and it, it's something that they just can't get into their heads. Stop crying for attention like this. That's it. You know what I mean? And especially when to. they're cutting people like Jesse Sorensen and Luke Gallows and, and uh, your favorite Luke Gallows. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, just take Jesse Sorensen. Like here was a chap who, on a TNA show, broke his neck. Legitimately, uh, from a moonsault that uh, Zima Ion took, and mm. Zima Ion hit his knee on the top of Jesse Sarenson's head. Something I will never forget. No, I mean so it was scary. it was so grisly. And but this chap was promised, you know, you're always we're, we're going to look after you. And is that really looking after him to cut him? Yeah, uh, I think Gallows as well shot. I think he he kind of. I'd say he could have got a contract if he wanted to, but he saw the signs. I don't know, Gary. Is it a, is it a matter of seeing the signs, or or is it just this is never going to go anywhere? It's just never going to get any better because no matter what they do, it just stays the same. Yeah, I mean they've. I remember when Kurt Angle came over. Yeah, it was awesome. And For like, two months. Yeah, with the Samoa Joe thing. And everybody thought, oh man, think about it. People are going to jump ship. People are going to go from WWE. They're going to start watching TNA because Angle moved over. I think in his first show, the ratings showed a minor increase. But the droves didn't you know, move from one to the other in the way that they expected. Then that flattened out and as you say it leveled back out and then Hogan coming in they were like oh man that's going to peak interest again it really didn't going live head to head with Raw they thought would peak interest really really didn't going did, on the did, road but do you remember when that happened oh yeah it was terrible <laughs> it, like it's it's not the fact that they're bad it's just they can never get over that home they can never get over what it means to be taken seriously it's always Bush League it's always yeah. minor league moves you know remember when you did the, Vo- the Voodoo King Mafia thing yeah you know like yeah it was funny we got a laugh for about a week or two because we happened to like the New Age Outlaws 
being new age Elvis. You know, <laughs> but then it was just like, oh, this is this is just kind of lame. Yeah. Showing up on Raw and calling them Michael and Paul. Uh-huh. It was just uh, guys. If you think we're making this up, <laughs> we're not making it up. It's all on YouTube. Great thing about TNA is they put everything on YouTube. You know, it's. I said it before and I'll say it again. There is no reason why TNA shouldn't be the dominant promotion inside the UK and Ireland. There's no reason why we shouldn't all be watching Impact on Sunday except for they can't seem to get over that we don't want the 90s again. We don't want the 90s again. They get like 75% of their show right and then it's just those that, that last kind of core, you know, and... Like I, I sent you a message when I saw the reveal of Tiorities, and I think it was like, "Man, that's it! I, I can't bring myself to watch TNA again." Regardless of like Austin Aries and AJ Styles had one of the best matches on TV this year that you're going to see. It was a great match. Uh, Saban, great match. Saban is world champion. I mean, these are all really, really positive moves, but then they just do such stupid stuff, mm. like given Tito Ortiz airtime and I mean to another degree Rampage Jackson why is he in the main event mafia again but do, do you know what really annoyed me <laughs> and I'm not sure if, if you agree you know like I saw a clip from last week's impact where they're all sitting around the table yeah and Angle's there in the suit Sting's there in the suit Magnus chap looks good in the suit as well yeah, definitely, yeah. you know Joe he has the glasses he has the suit and then you just see Rampage and he's in these camo trousers a rampage t-shirt and the chain with the bike lock <laughs> it's like no <laughs> you're supposed to be wearing a suit <laughs> you're it's in the hurt. main event mafia you know uh, once again just comes off as amateur yeah it does and I think if, if you can take anything away from this please TNA just be yourself that's all you have yep. to do that's all you have to do. And if you focus on wrestling, because at the end of the day, that's what we want to see. And that's we're not going to spend too much longer on it now. I think we are going to transition. and talk, I mean, We might talk about it a bit now on the full show uh, when we're talking to WCW. It's amazing, the crossover, that that happens. <laughs> you know, it really is unbelievable. Yes. But guys, if you want to get involved in the show, it's 085-1050-181. We are live. I have uh, the text up here in front of us. So if you want to send us in, and international desk at com. All right, Gar, what are we going to cover this? week okay uh very many weeks ago i'd say it was nearly two months ago at this stage yes sir close enough uh we started looking at um raw wwf raw from uh, before it was get the f out before it was get the f out and we started uh, we're starting at 97 and we're going to work our way through uh we started at january so now we're moving on to february uh from 1997 Okay, so will I just? I'll, I'll just carry on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah just, okay. okay, so far um, we're looking. We're just after the Royal Rumble now. Yeah, yeah. Just after the Royal Rumble. Stone Cold Steve Austin won, I believe. Did he win that Royal Rumble? The 1997 Royal Rumble. Who won the 1997 Royal Rumble? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I should know that off the top of my oh, head. Not good. Not no, good. Not no, good. Hold I'm on blanking. Hold on, son. Um, I'm blanking too. I don't. Let's see. Royal Rumble winner. All research on the show, guys. This is professional. <laughs> um, let's see. Hold on. Shawn Michaels? No, because it was Shawn Michaels and Sid. The main event. Yeah, it was Shawn Michaels and Sid for the WWF champ- yeah. championship. Stone Cold Steve Austin did win. I was right. But he came back in the ring 
after after, after he was eliminated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. You see, we don't second. We should never second guess yourselves. Yes. That's the problem. Yes. Anyway, go for um, it. Okay. So the first uh, the first raw from February 1997 was in the Toronto Sky Dome, which Dara, I need your uh, I, I need your whimsical knowledge of wrestling. Yes, that sir. Toronto Sky Dome was WrestleMania 18 or 17. 17? In 1997? No, no, no. It, it's the same arena. Oh, yeah. I think it was 17. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't 17. 17 was Texas. So, so then it was 18. It was 18. Yeah. Uh, I on. mean, yes, ab- ab- absolutely amazing stadium. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, they were kind of big in this Raw up through January. This was one of the first times that they went with the stadium thing, didn't it? Yeah, well, particularly for a Raw, you yeah, know, yeah. The, the Raws were kind of really small caliber uh, venues but I, I mean in a way it was good because it gave a kind of big feel to it weren't really sure what was going to happen um, pretty good show the big kind of advance from this was they were Stone Cold v Bret Hart was a major feud that was starting uh, Stone Cold had been kind of sticking his nose in Bret Hart's business the whole way through and he actually that's what it was in the Royal Rumble yeah. he eliminates Bret Hart last yeah, yeah. after being thrown out of the ring but the refs were busy with I think it was fake Diesel who had been eliminated yeah. who was Kane yeah. uh, nowadays um, and Austin came back in and eliminated Bret Hart uh, the other one that was happening through this show they were teasing the breakup of Owen Hart and Davey Boy Smith the British Bulldog who were tag team champions at the time uh, a lot of miscommunications happening in their match mm. um, numerous matches and also Owen Hart eliminated uh, British Bulldog from the Royal Rumble yeah. the week previous but he made it that he was trying to eliminate I think it was Goldust it was uh, but he he just threw British Bulldog out um, yeah pretty good show and the real thing was is it had that big time feel because it was in a huge fast arena mm. um, really really cool uh, the other thing as well that they're not really good at today uh, currently you know like they'd be building up certain Raws back in 97 for weeks and weeks and weeks like the Skydome one was one but then the following week uh, Raw was taking place on a Thursday and they called it Thursday, Raw Thursday. <laughs> you know, they weren't very inventive. No, they really <laughs> weren't. Uh, but it was really cool because they were building up these two shows like back in at the start of January. Mm. So you kind of knew big stuff was going to happen at these ones. So uh, Thursday, Raw Thursday, which was on February the 13th, 1997, was a big one that lives in my memory for numerous reasons but the big one is is that Shawn Michaels vacates the WWF title because why Dara he lost his smile oh god <laughs> do you remember I remember yeah, yeah. he lost his smile no, the thing of it oh god <laughs> yeah oh man and you know what no, no, what's funny about this people go the attitude era it was so real <laughs> it was amazing it was the best thing ever and this was an angle they ran at the beginning of the edgiest time in wrestling. Yeah, quotes. now, I mean, t- to put it into some context. <laughs> There's context? Well, he, he had a legitimate knee injury. Yes, he did. And this was before his back was given a lot of trouble. Yeah. yeah. So he was coming He was coming to the end of his big run. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
he'd have one more year left and then would leave properly. Yeah. Um, so just the bit of context. He did have uh, a knee injury and he was supposed to be going for knee surgery. He ended up uh, going to see another doctor who isn't Dr. James Andrews, the guy who, you know, works on everybody's knees basically and this other doctor said no you need to retire you can't wrestle anymore on that knee it's it's going to give out at some point yeah so but sean was champion at the time uh and he took this guy this doctor at his word and said no yeah he's gonna have to retire and it kind of led to a really uncomfortable in-ring segment um Vince McMahon is in the ring, as is Jack Tunney, who was the president at the time, uh, who, who would give it up to Gorilla Monsoon later on yeah, in this, the year. This is when, again, the, the, for listeners who weren't watching at this time, um, they, were, they were very big in having presidents. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> they were still... Vince wasn't wasn't really the figurehead he wasn't like well he was a commentator he was a commentator he wasn't the owner he wasn't Mr. McMahon yeah you know so he had like presidents um, they would cut to the segment and announce things um, if anyone's ever seen the the, uh, the Ultimate Warrior DVD you see some of it there if anyone's yeah. ever seen the, the Nitro DVD uh, WCW did the same thing you know it was kind of they were still trying to protect the kayfabe angle of Mr. McMahon uh, Vince as the owner Vince as, as the owner nobody yeah. knew about it even though we knew about everyone knew (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah but I mean it was a really uncomfortable segment because this is the time before the internet's really really big like put it into some context like remember when Edge was retiring yeah we all knew that Edge was retiring yeah we we, we found out we found it like on the night yeah after the show but like everybody knew Edge is retiring when it goes to Raw Edge is going to be retiring. Yeah. Whereas with Sean, it was, you know, out of left field, everybody was like, oh, is this real? Isn't it real? Um, and it was so uncomfortable because at the start of Sean coming out, and like you can see he is visibly upset, uh, the whole crowd just starts chanting, we want bread, we want bread, we want bread. Uh, uh, but I mean, that that's what it was like back then. There was very pro Brett crowds and very pro Sean crowds and mm. this was a very pro Brett crowd yeah. um, so anyway Sean uh, decides that he's going to have to retire and gives up the belt um, and he's going to go home and try and find a smile because somewhere along the way he lost his smile all very upsetting um, also on that show of Thursday Raw Thursday uh, a certain someone won their first ever singles title uh, Rocky Maivia defeated Triple H Hunter Hearst Hemsley uh, for the Intercontinental title in an absolutely diabolical match they did eventually get this dynamic right eventually it would it would take two to three years I think yeah I'd say by the time it got around to the infamous ladder match of SummerSlam yeah. later they had the dynamic worked out pretty well yeah but earlier on man but and Rock was so so green like that's the thing P- people seem to forget that the Rock's a terrible wrestler still still is yeah but he was even worse then oh man, big I, time you know like say what you want about the indies if he had done a couple of matches in the independent scene it would have helped him would have helped him yeah but no he just went in there and 
did something. Yeah. <laughs> did something. Um, so, yeah, so, so Rocky won his first IC title. Uh, fast forward a few days, that was the Thursday. On the Sunday was the pay-per-view, uh, which was In Your House Final Four. Mm. Um, and what was supposed to happen was there was the whole idea of the final four uh, was it was going to be Bret Hart versus Vader versus Steve Austin versus Undertaker. Yeah. And it was to be for the number one contendership. Yeah, it was a four corners elimination match. Yeah. Uh, over the top rope similar to Royal Rumble rules yeah very, which is weird because they had the Royal Rumble so. yeah but h- how they tied it in was Austin eliminated Vader Taker and Brett when yeah. he came back in the ring yeah. from the Rumble uh, but subsequently this match ended up being for the WWF title because yeah. Sean had vacated it on the Thursday yeah uh, Bret Hart won the match yeah and became WWF title or WWF champion Um Fast forward to the Raw the following night, which was February 17th, and Sid was still de facto number one contender because Sean beat him for the title at Royal Rumble in San Antonio. Uh, so Sid still had a shot. Yeah. So they tied it in that it was going to be Sid v. Brett on this Raw, and Sid won. Yep. Sid which, went over. Which set up possibly one of the worst, worst. main event matches at WrestleMania yeah. in history. Uh, Guys, this is awful. <laughs> Even the the highlights that they have on that streak DVD. Oh yeah, oh, man. they kind of just blow right over it. Okay. Uh, they were right too. Uh, yes, this set up Sid v Tager at WrestleMania 13. Uh, the reason being, Austin eliminated Tager from the final four. Hmm. But similar thing happened to Austin where he got eliminated and came back in again. Yeah. Um, but just to say, that Sid versus uh, Brett match from Raw, February 17th, 1997, where Sid wins, is one of the worst matches I've seen. Uh, it's it's uh, god-awful. Well, Sid tries to do a top rope leg drop there. You cannot defend that. No, I, like He it, takes half an hour to get onto the ropes. It's Sid, though. It's, that's the thing you see everybody says this and I've gotten flack from a few of my mates who listen to the show and they can't get over how much I dislike Sid and they're like man how can you not like Sid it's like I don't like Sid because he's terrible <laughs> he is terrible but the thing about it is they never put him over as being good uh, and at no point did they say he's a technical <laughs> Just it's just he, he's Sid <laughs> but people love him like the pops he gets when he comes out like and I was watching Raw 1000. I got the Raw 100 DVD that has Raw 1000. Why? Ah, because, you know. Anyway, go on, go on. <laughs> Fools and their money easily parted. And, but, you know, Sid comes out and faces Heat Slater. He's still got a pop. Oh, yeah. He's still got a pretty big pop. It was even bad then, and all he did was give him powerbomb. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all Sid did. He just went around powerbomb people. But he, he had no business climbing <laughs> to the top rope in a championship match. Either did Cena, though. Yeah, but seen him. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, it's like okay, <laughs> same thing. In a few years, people will be sitting where we're sitting, talking. Uh, Why was Cena going up the top rope? Did <laughs> know how bad he was. Anyway, we're going to get a lot of you know off for that. Anyway. It didn't make sense. <laughs> anyway, uh, also on this uh, February seventh, man, this February seventeenth raw was jam packed. Uh, China debuted. Uh, she took out Marlena who was with Goldust yep who was uh, people would know later on to be Terry Runnels um, his wife Terry Runnels his wife Terry Runnels um, but interestingly enough Jerry the King Lawler issues a challenge to W or not to WCW to ECW 
Oh yes, this is setting up one of my favourite times. <laughs> um, and Heyman, Paul Heyman calls in the show because apparently they could do that back yeah, in the day. Do you used to? Do you not remember when Livewire was like <laughs> that was the whole gimmick of Livewire, and then oh, it became a recap show? It was ridiculous. Like Cole standing there with his terrible beard. Their mid match, I, I can't remember what match it was. I think it was it was a ridiculous match. Anyway, whoever it was, I think it was the Sultan against. Um, do you remember the Sultan? He was Rikishi. No. Oh, terrible. I think it was like the Sultan and Savio Vega. And then Paul Heyman is on the phone. So they're, they're not commentating the match because they're all too busy talking to Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman basically says, yes, ECW accepts uh, Jerry the King Lawler's challenge and they will be at the following week's Raw. Oh, man. Which emanated from the Manhattan Center. Uh, the Manhattan Center is where all the early Raws, you know, from 92, 93, yeah. um, took place. Well, we're going to stop it there. <gasps> we're going to stop it there. And we're going to talk about this next week. Guys, tune in next week because I want to spend a full <laughs> show on this. This is an amazing, amazing Raw. And not just because it's ECW, but because how bad it was. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Gary, we are going to stop there. Okay. And we're going to tease another segment that's going to bleed over into the full show. Okay, yeah. I got this idea from our other co-host, uh, Corey. Uh, who does a ridiculous WCW moment. So I thought I'd be able to tie it into what uh, I'm doing with the the Raw recaps, and I'm going to call it Odd Blasts from the Past. Kind of looking at ridiculous gimmicks (laughs) from way back when. Because, you know, for however many Stone Cold Steve Austins and Psycho Sids they had, they also had Aldo Montoya. (laughs) There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, the Portuguese man of war. <laughs> so I'll I'll go with two odd ba- blasts from the past uh, okay. to start off. Uh, from the Toronto Skydome uh, Raw, which was at the start of February, they had a full segment dedicated to the contract signing of Tiger Ali Singh. They've never managed to get Indian gimmicks down. <laughs> never. Just never. They've never managed to do And it. even when they were outside forces, stop that from happening. Yeah. Um, but Tiger Ali Singh, I, I can't do the man justice. If you just YouTube Tiger Ali Singh promo. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. That will explain everything <laughs> that, that you need to know. It was the most ridiculous gimmick. Uh the chap basically told WWF higher brass that he was a killer, <laughs> you know, that he, he could do absolutely everything in the ring. He was an, he had an amateur background. He was, you know, he was going to be amazing. And he said, I'm going to be a world heavyweight champion. I'm going to make you so much money. And he wasn't, he wasn't. And he didn't, <laughs> um, the other, uh, blast from the past, um, from the February 13th Raw Thursday Raw Thursday the Headbangers we all remember the Headbangers great tag team love the Headbangers Uh, they took on Bob Sparkplug Holly Sparky Plug Sparky Plug yeah yeah and Aldo Montoya the aforementioned Aldo Montoya Uh, I actually I got Bob Holly's book is it good? it's really really good he he doesn't hold back (laughs) 
No, I wouldn't imagine he would. I'd imagine he writes just like he wrestles. Yes. Unforgivingly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really, really good book, and I urge people to check it out. It, it is definitely worth a read. Right. But, yeah, odd blast from the past, because, I mean, I, I'm watching this in 90s uh, today, you know, I, I forget all the terrible stuff. You only remember the good stuff. Oh, you do. And then when I saw Aldo Montoya, I was like, oh, my God, Aldo Montoya. See, the thing about it is, <laughs> history is written by the winners. True. So we get the good stuff from WWE, yep. WWE, WWF, yep. and we get the terrible stuff from WCW. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it is. So I think this is a quite a, an educational jolt through history. But we're going to continue this list uh, on the rest of the show now. And if you want to get the rest of the show, it's over on Uh We're going to record it tomorrow. And uh, Corey McChrystal will be joining us. Gary, we have a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Big this, time. This is a really good show we have coming up. <laughs> we have uh, the Ultimate Warriors time in WCW. Oh, brilliant. Oh, it's great. It's brilliant. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to look at a few more bits and pieces. We're going to talk about Raw and what's happening now, current day Raw, because yep. it's, it's very interesting leading up to SummerSlam. And then we're going to finish off uh, Gary's list here with Odd Blasts odd blast from the past. All right, Gary. So, again, thank you so much for coming in, sir. No worries. Thanking you. Uh, we're going to be back next week. Yes. To uh, to look at the ECW invasion, invasion. Uh, from and the Manhattan Center. Not that invasion. Not the awful invasion. <laughs> the real invasion. Yeah, the original invasion. Yeah. Which a lot of people probably haven't seen. But YouTube that to get prepared. Our Facebook page is WrestleView International Desk. Facebook.com. WVI Desk on Twitter. Um, guys, we'll see you tomorrow on WrestleView.com. Until next week, here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. We'll see you there.